What would my family say if they knew the truth of how I feel about my faith? What would they say if they knew I was questioning some of the things I've been brought up with? If I start going down this path of examining my beliefs, my religion, will I ever stop? Will I lose this thing that has been so important to me in my life? I don't want to destroy the foundation of my life. I believe spirituality is real. There's something about Jesus that captivates me, but there's so much muddied in there that I just can't seem to see heads from tails. But I know that I feel so pained inside. Stuff is not making sense. The yoke is not easy and the burden is not light. Welcome to the Garden Restored Podcast a series of dialogues that draw us back to Jesus and into the abundance of heaven on earth. Remember, beloved, the kingdom is here and it is within. Friend, I want to encourage you that you are right where you need to be. God has created each of us with an internal compass calibrated towards him. When we are truthful with ourselves about the places where we feel fragmented, where we feel like we are trying to live out one reality, but our inner reality is not matching. Our inner reality is saying, this doesn't feel right. Our inner reality is saying there must be something different. When we acknowledge this friction, we are on the path of worshiping in spirit and in truth, in the truth of who Jesus is and the truth of who we are and what we truly believe. There is no glory in ignoring how you truly feel it is laid bare before the ancient of days anyways to worship in spirit and in truth to have that peace to have that that firm foundation to truly understand where you stand with your faith and your spirituality you must 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 open up and acknowledge the places of friction of questions of doubt of anger of fear and lay them bare before yourself and before god This is the way to freedom, true freedom, true peace. It doesn't come from blind faith and shutting your eyes to things that don't line up for you in your reality. It comes from wrestling, like how Jacob wrestled with God. It comes from wrestling, from seeking to understand, from going beneath the surface. Think about how Jesus spoke in parables and he spoke about how people would not wrestle with the, the, what he was saying. People would not wrestle with his words. So he spoke in parable to force the listener to enter into the narrative, to enter into the dialogue externally and internally and wrestle with the things of the kingdom. And that has not stopped. It's not a done deal in our lives. This is, uh, this is what working out our salvation is. It doesn't mean we are continuously working to receive oneness with God, It means that we are thinking through unearthing any and all aspects of ourselves and and holding them up to the personhood of Jesus and saying, what is not aligned and what mindsets are not aligned? And not just when we hear that sometimes it's easy to think, oh, yeah, I'm not praying enough. Yes, I got to align that. Like, oh, I'm not pure enough. I got to align that. Yes, all these different things. But I'm speaking more specifically, friend, about ways that we have taken on religion like the Pharisees and we've added, we've heaped on these rules onto ourselves and onto others that Jesus never placed upon us. I encourage you to sit down and be honest with yourself about these places where you just don't believe or you're you're struggling to believe or it just doesn't feel right, or you don't like who you are when you are operating in this principle, or um, 
even in this group or whatever it may be. Be honest with yourself. And then I, I encourage you to go back to Jesus's actual words. I will link a resource in the description box that has been super helpful for me. And it's literally just the words of Jesus with a, a sentence of context before to help put everything um, in its place. And it, it puts everything in chronological order, groups all of the gospels together. And it's a beautiful way to see in uninterrupted prose who Jesus said he was, who God said he was. And as we dwell on this, as we unearth what's inside of us, as we regain trust with ourselves, when we regain trust with that inner wisdom, that direct connection to God, when we begin to trust that God did create me to calibrate towards him and I can trust these areas of friction, I can trust this cognitive dissonance that it's telling me that something is not right. When we start going on this journey of incorporating these spiritual practices because that's really what they are when we start incorporating these practices we'll begin to then see things fall into place things begin to shed off of us and we realize like oh my goodness jesus never placed this on me i was imitating somebody else's faith that may be part of their walk with jesus but it may not be part of mine just as there's things elements and practices and nuances and contours that are part of my journey that are not part of somebody else's and as you begin to reformulate who you are as a son, as a daughter, as a beloved of the Most High, outside of what anybody thinks about you and how anybody thinks that you should operate. You begin doing this. Life begins to gain color again, and you begin to see like, oh my goodness, this is why the kingdom was so thrilling to those who heard it. This is why people die for the gospel, um, because of the the richness and the beauty and the overwhelming abundance of Jesus that is available to us as we shed away religious restrictions, as we shed away preconceived notions, biases, cultural norms, any and everything that detracts from who Jesus is. And the beautiful part is that it's not about losing who he created us to be. When I was growing up, Oftentimes when I would hear about becoming more like Christ, it almost felt like I had to become like this Middle Eastern man. And really it wasn't even Jesus. It was the pastor, how the pastor engaged in his faith or how this person engaged in their faith. And as time goes on, I realize more and more deeply that really it's just about reawakening to our truest selves, our original design. That's what the kingdom is all about, that full restoration, that garden of Eden, the garden restored, and not just externally, though that's part of it, and that's the dominion we have as co-creators with Christ, but more importantly, Eden within, Jesus coming, shedding away all the dogma, all the religion, all the misalignment, and bringing us back into that understanding of who he created us to be. And when we do that church, that is when we set the world on fire, not by our rhetoric, not by our yelling, not by our lack of love, not by our fear-based tactics, but when we become more fully who God has created us to be and we allow Holy Spirit to purify us from the inside out and allow Holy Spirit to remove from us not just um, the traditional quote-unquote sins, the misalignments, but the things that are harder to let go of sometimes. 
the tradition of man, the things that make us feel safe connecting to God, the things that we have substituted for God's voice, the sermons, the podcasts, the pastors, the groups, the Bible studies, these things that are not bad in of themselves, but when we take them and usurp God's voice and position in our lives as king, that's when the problem begins. And Holy Spirit wants to purify us of that and get us to the point where these elements are a beautiful tool to engage with the Almighty, but they are not the end-all be-all. And so friend, I just want to let you know that you are not alone. Those feelings that I mentioned at the beginning of isolation and loneliness, if those resonated with you at all, you are not alone. There is no shame. There is no condemnation. And in fact, celebrate that your conscience, your intuition, your body, that internal compass God gave you is working. And it's telling you something ain't right. And it's pointing it out to you. Don't be afraid to step into that place. It can feel so scary. It can feel like everything's crumbling. I know as I really pivoted, and my understanding of Jesus and began to shed all these man-made traditions that were not of him, it was super scary because I had essentially built my faith up around these icons and idols of Jesus and not necessarily the actual direct connection with God himself. And it's terrifying when you realize that there is nothing hiding you from God. It is, there is no ritual, no building, no person God is there and present and is an electric wire coming directly to you. It's both thrilling, exhilarating, awe-inspiring, humbling, but scary to be in the presence of the Almighty and to know that you carry the very presence and essence of the Almighty. But let me tell you, when you begin to walk in that power, ooh, your life begins to change for the better. The lives of those around you begin to change for the better. We cannot afford to not inspect these points of frictions and cognitive dissonance. The world is groaning for us to step into our power, brother, to step into our power, sister. It's time. It's time. <laughs>